This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. Welcome to the 5 o'clock show. It's time for Common Sense. Now, it's Cats and Cosby with John Katsimatidis and Rita Cosby, standing for truth, justice, and the American way, bringing common sense to the world. Now, here's John Katsimatidis and Rita Cosby. Well, it's Tuesday today, and we we have one great show for you, and uh, I, I'm telling you, I mean, the amount of news we have... You can't get an aim anywhere. You can. And we always have the best guests and also the best panelists here in uh, studio. We have a, a bunch of, a lot of Republicans today. And well, Thank no, no, God. Thank Curtis God. Curtis Lee, you're not a Republican. You're what are you? No, they call me a rhino. A rhino, know. Republican in name <laughs> they only. They call me a never Trumper. <laughs> they call them nuts. That's what they call them. <laughs> and we got Curtis Lee, who's going to tell us what's going on with the migrants. We have, uh, uh, First Deputy Mayor, uh, uh, Rudy Washington, uh, used to be Deputy Mayor under Rudy Giuliani. And we have Craig Eaton, 10 years GOP Chairman of Brooklyn, and a Democrat. We have a Democrat. Here I am. We have Judge Richard Weinberg. and uh, A dino. <laughs> That's right. That's dino. right. Depends on the day. You you are depends sometimes who's right. Depends who's talking about uh, Depends who's complaining. That's right. Exactly. The socialists <laughs> the no, socialist do not like me. Do not like the me. The socialist right. Democrats don't like you. I'm, that's too but bad. Yeah, too bad, so sad. You know, they you only have you have common sense and men don't like that. Yeah. And uh Curtis, where the heck are we with these migrants? I mean, I was on Fox News this afternoon and I said, You got room for thirty thousand of them on Rikers Island. Why are they putting them on Randall's Island and, and kicking the soccer fields away from our kids? Well, think of how crazy this is. The mayor already tried that once before, and they told Orchard him, Beach. There's no drainage on Ra- Randall's Island, no drainage on Orchard Beach. He set up the tents only to have to take them down at great expense. So how, gonna, how much are those tents? Oh, the tents, uh, they're millions of dollars because you're leasing them. Check and see who in the city council uh, got the contributions. Oh, exactly. <laughs> you say contract, I say kickback. But today I'm heading up to where the real big tent is already being constructed on the grounds of the New York State Psychiatric Facility, Creedmoor, run by the state of New York. Only 30% of the beds are occupied. So you would say, why are you setting up tents for illegal aliens? Aren't we supposed to be getting the emotionally disturbed and those who need mental health off the streets, out of the subways, and actually put them in the various wards of Creedmoor that it's still an active psychiatric facility? No, 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 no. So they're building a tent. Again, they don't have proper drainage. The mayor was told that, but he's hard-headed. And they expect it will be completed by the 13th. And the first uh, illegal, all single, able-bodied men, 1,000, will arrive on the 14th. And today, there'll be hundreds of people there demonstrating against uh, them. Are they armed or unarmed? Uh, the demonstrators. <laughs> <laughs> no, the, the, the thousand men that are being... Uh, no, they're single, able-bodied men. John, if you've ever been out there, there's nowhere to go. There's n- nothing to do all day. They're already 
uh, people with psychiatric issues who wander off of the oh, campus. Oh my goodness! I'm just thinking, like, what a disaster that is. Completely. I mean, think about how dangerous that is and how crazy that is. I was just watching, by the crazy way, some is images. The right word, yeah, crazy, crazy is right perfect word. in more ways than one. Well, you know, um, this reminds me. Uh, some of you probably remember Forest Hills back in 1971. Very liberal. John Lindsay. A lot of Jewish folks John who had Lindsay. voted for Lindsay. And he says, I'm going to build a housing project. That right, worked out well. Right mm-hmm. on 108th. And they, no, you're not. And they start chaining themselves to the fence. They're getting arrested. They're saying, you're not going to destroy our neighborhood. And that's how Mario Cuomo made his bones. He came in and mediated it. It became a co-op, a co-op for poor people. Well, there hasn't been a problem away since. The soccer fields from our kids on Randall's Island. Oh, they're taking away everything, John. It, 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 Eric Adams, our mayor, welcomed them a year ago. This was the big mistake. A year ago, almost to the day, he called Governor Abbott a racist. If you remember, Governor Abbott invited him down to the border and said, look, I don't want to argue with you. You're a Democrat. Why don't you come down to the border and see the mess we're dealing with in Texas? And the mayor, in typical form, played the race card, called him a racist, welcomed them in. You think any of the illegals in other countries who watch this on their iPhones and their smartphones, they see that New York gives them everything. They're already in the pipeline. There are thousands on their way. There's no stopping them. And Eric Adams has basically said, no mas, no mas. Joe Biden doesn't return his calls. The federal government does nothing. Schumer does nothing. Hakeem Jeffries does nothing. And Eric Adams has no solution out of this other than to send them upstate. And there are already mayors galore who are putting in all kinds of uh, court orders to prevent them from coming in. It's Curtis. just a disaster. Curtis, Rikers Island. That's where they should be. Absolutely. We could put 30,000 of them in Rikers Island. They they haven't been tested before they came here. Put them in Rikers Island. Let them get tested. Put up all why your tests you want in Rikers, in Rikers Island. Island. Why are why, we putting why disturb, them all around New York City? Why disturb our City? school kids? Why disturb our kids that want to play soccer? Why destroy all our communities? Because they're putting them in all why the neighborhoods throughout New York Prospect City. Park? I agree. Why do you want to destroy Central Park? Rikers Island is the enough place is they enough. should be. It is crazy. Period. By the way, uh, Rudy Washington, we were talking before the show, and I want to hear your thoughts. You have a great point that maybe this is not even legal in any shape or form. And to me, that is a really interesting point, Rudy, because where are the people saying, wait a minute? I mean, we're hearing some soccer moms going, wait a minute, we're paying taxes. Shouldn't our kids be able to do this? But where are the legal grounds for them to be able to take over Central Park, take over Creedmoor, take over Randall's Island? Well, I'm of the opinion, uh, the judge and I and Craig were talking about it, that um, basically this is an alienation of Parksland. And in order to do that, you need state legislation. Um, You know, obviously it would depend upon uh, the type of lawsuit, uh, the judge, and whether or not, you know, the lawsuit could prevail. But, you know, who knows the the, the laws about state parkland? Bring in, uh, well, what's her name? Uh, Castro. Castro Convertibles? Oh, yeah. She yeah. used to be the state commissioner. Well, I'm I'm playing golf with Randy Mastro, who you have. Not Randy. Mastro? Yeah. Castro. Castro. Bernadette Castro. Bernadette Castro. Bernadette Castro. Not Fidel. Not Fidel. Not Fidel. Not Fidel. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was thinking, God, Fidel. I don't think no, he knows no, a lot no, about it. Actually, I'm going to tell Randy. Oh, yeah, we making jokes about it. Fidel him. does know a lot about state control. Bernadette Castro. I understand we're going to be looking for Alan Dershowitz any minute now, and soon as they... They, they uh, take care of those phones. Yeah, but yeah. So we, uh, breaking news for you. Yeah. Bad news for Staten Island, Midland Beach. They had a building. They were prepared to have senior citizens come in for long-term uh, living. 
Well, we're in we're in breaking news. Breaking news. Island. Breaking news. That. Anyway, so uh, Midland Beach, get ready. They're bringing the illegal aliens in. Eric Adams uh, didn't even announce it. They're having a big rally there on Saturday. You better turn out hundreds, thousands of people, because if you don't turn out and stop this madness, they're going to be in every neighborhood. And well, the mayor has it. said he's looked at 3,000 locations, and everything is on the table. Which wasn't it? Curtis, wasn't the quote coming to a neighborhood? Yeah. Coming to a neighborhood. You know what I'm amazed? Where are the people? Yes, there are people who voted. Like, there's a group of Upper East Side women, apparently, that are coming out that are furious, that are saying just what you're saying. Listen, we're paying taxes. I bet they voted, of course, for Democrats. Uh, do you think they're going to stay Democrat, Curtis? Or do we, are we seeing a political schism of people going, Hey, wait a minute. Uh, this isn't exactly what they voted for. Then maybe it sounded good, but now it's a neighborhood near you. There's no doubt. And, uh, all, you know, look at Crazy Mansion. It'd be a perfect place to put up the tents. Uh, the mayor had initially suggested that. Then he said, I can't do it. Of course he could do it. There's plenty of room on Gracie Mansion. Let the mayor host the illegal aliens that he initially a year ago welcomed in and said, I'll give you everything that citizens here. Imagine black people who live in the streets, who are homeless, who are destitute, who have emotional issues. They're, they're at the back of the line now. These are the people who elected Eric Adams mayor. Without him, they, with them, they would never have, he would you, never have won the And that's my remember? question. Will it change on the next go round? Because this, it's, it, you know, sometimes people are, oh, okay, well, we want to be welcoming. And then suddenly it's in their neighborhood. Uh, will there then be NIMBY, a change? Then NIMBY arises, not in my neighborhood. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. You but remember but it's what a Will Rogers call. said? You know, land, they're running out of it or something. By the way, by the way, one quick thing. John, how many calls have you gotten from elected officials who have wanted me fired or wanted me to retract or apologize because I tell people where the illegals are coming? You think now maybe they'll shut up and just listen to me since I, I, I have a pipeline? I think they're scared to call now. <laughs> yeah, definitely, because I've been right most of the time. Midland Beach, they're coming out there. You better organize because if not, they're going to be there overnight. Overnight. Right. And the issue is once they're there, Craig Eaton, yeah. too, they're not going anywhere. They're not Even going though anywhere. they say it's for the summer or whatever, don't you think it's And, and who are they going to thank? Who are they going to thank for their housing, wherever it is around the city or state of New York? Joe Biden. Yeah, and that's what, well, but, but, they may not be thanking, they yeah. may be, but I don't think the residents are yeah. going to be no, thanking Joe Biden. the residents are going to be angry. Greg, but in the future, you walk into one of their homes, on the wall, they'll have the picture of Jesus Christ, the Lady of Guadalupe, and, and, Joe, and Joe Biden. Biden. Right. Just to All touch right. on that state park thing for a second. Um, it, I just looked it up, John. In order to, there's a 10-step process in order when they want to alienate parkland. And, and one of them is explore other options to avoid using parkland. So... There's one out right there. Before they use Parkland, they have to explore other options. Send them to and we gave Island. them a, we gave them a perfect option. Okay, let's take a break. And when we come back, Alan Dershowitz will be with us, and he'll tell us what the law is. Wyndham Hotels and Resorts makes travel possible for all. Whether it's the long haulers looking for a great cup of coffee, a roomier rest for the on-a-whim road trippers, or a place to make summer memories with the whole family. No matter who you are, where you're going, or why, with 24 trusted brands to choose from like La Quinta, Days Inn, and Super 8, your Wyndham is waiting. Get the lowest price at WyndhamHotels.com. Restrictions apply. Visit website for more details. Common Sense Recap of the Day's Biggest Stories. It's John Katsimatidis and Rita Cosby. Cats and Cosby on 77 WABC. 
And welcome back to Cats and Cosby, everybody. We are continuing here with Judge Richard Weinberg, Curtis Lewa. We also have Rudy Washington and Craig Eaton. Uh, one of the other things, and Judge, the big issue today is lots of Trump stuff in terms of the protective order. They are trying to put a muzzle on the leading candidate, GOP side. I'd say it, whether it's GOP or Democrat. Uh, it is insane. It is absolutely insane that they are actually doing that. The federal judge in Washington who has the case so far has uh, ordered a hearing by Friday. So she's trying to set it up. She said she wants to have a hearing by Friday to deal with the issue. What the defense lawyers are saying is you're denying Trump freedom of speech is a violation of the First Amendment. You have the special counsel out there saying whatever he wants and his staff saying whatever he wants. And you don't have a challenge to what they're saying. How does a man supposed to campaign for the presidency of the United States that way? Yeah, it is insane. And you know what Jonathan Turley, uh, one of the great constitutional scholars, was saying a little bit ago was that, you know what, just delay the trial. Do something. Alan Dershowitz, this is John Katzmatidis. We got you on my cell phone because they can't get the uh, controls doing. So I'm, I'm ready to go. Okay, what t- what's the question for Mr. Dershowitz? Uh, Alan, it's Richard Weinberg. Yeah. Welcome, welcome back on the cell phone. I want to talk about I want to talk about the protective order, and there's going to be a hearing by the end of the week. What are your thoughts about the uh, special prosecutor, special counsel? I think that the prosecutors seem to have something to hide. They should not be afraid of any evidence coming out unless it's under seal or already under a protective order. There's no reason to protect anything else. Let Trump say what he wants to say, and they can use it against him in court. And uh, and what do you think about the second issue? What about the Florida District Court judge who's dealing with the issue again from the special counsel? Because special counsel wants to use District of Columbia grand jury after the indictment is has been rendered. What do you think about that issue? Well, you know, it's 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 legal but questionable uh, in terms of. I mean, they're playing. They're not playing by the rules of the Justice Department. The Justice Department. You know, has a slogan that says we win when justice is done, not when when a verdict comes down in our favor. So, you know, I don't like their tactics. All right. And let me ask you this. Do you think there's any possibility uh, in, in the real world, given it's a District Columbia judge who uh, has relationships to the old uh, Obama law firm, which you know well? Uh, and and uh, now did you say that the judge worked in the yeah, same law Boy, firm. Boy Schiller. Alan in the that. same law firm. law firm, which is rife with conflict, which has been accused of all kinds of corruption over the years, and uh, you know, which is a very, very partisan firm. So, um, she's exactly the wrong person she, to decide right. over this. Case. So she, she, it's the same firm as Hunter Biden worked in, and that firm, and, as you know, represented Burisma. So how do you get a change of venue? On this or a recusal? Well, the real question is whether a denial of a change of venue is appealable um, so in the middle of the case or whether you have to wait until there's a conviction. That's the hard question. And what about recusal of this judge, Alan? Same thing, the same thing is true about recusal. Whether you can mandamus her or whether you can do uh, uh, an appeal um, before the verdict. Those are the two hard questions. Okay. On another, on another topic of it's troubling me greatly is the attack on the integrity of the Supreme Court of the United States as an institution, individual justices, 
Congress is making noises about having ethical standards. I I want to ask you about the constitutionality of that sure. imposed by okay. Congress. And second, they're trying to now have a gambit about judges supposed to recuse themselves and you're going to have a result-oriented court. What do you say about those two issues? Well, I think there should be a, an ethics rule that governs, but it should govern everybody, not just people whose opinions you don't like. Uh, the quest for an ethical rule started when they wanted to have it against Justice Douglas because they didn't like the fact that he was married three times. But you know, if you're going to have ethical rules, they have to apply equally and fairly. Can Congress impose those on the Supreme Court of the United States? I think so. I think so, yeah. I and, think they can. And what about this new demand to have specific judges recuse themselves because they don't like their policies or politics? Well, that's wrong. You can't recuse a judge because of his, his or her uh, general policies or politics or who appoints them. You can recuse them based on what firms they worked for, whether they were directly or indirectly involved. Alan, can't you, can't you recuse them if they have spoken out publicly, uh, hating, uh, uh, yeah. well, the former you president? Can do that. Well, especially if they do it ex, ex, extrajudicially, if they do it outside of a court, an opinion. But, you know, in this case, special rules will apply. This is the most controversial case in a most divided country, and the appearance of justice has to be satisfied. And if I were the prosecutor, I would consent to moving the trial out of the District of Columbia, and I would consent to the recusal of the judge, but they're not going to do that. So how does uh, Mr. Trump get a fair trial with that jury pool, with that prosecutor, and with that judge? He can't. Yeah, he no can't. I mean, doesn't he have any rights? Doesn't Trump have no, any rights? That's why he has to take appeals and appeal things immediately. Yeah, it's amazing. Well, They're asking for what's West his name Virginia. Was on, uh, Roger Stone was uh, on it yesterday, and he says, yes, I took an appeal uh, when I objected to the judge on the case, and they, they ruled against me the day before I went away. Yeah, he had literally hours before he had to go. They yeah. suddenly decided. I mean, come on. Yeah. yeah, yeah. All right. Thank you, Alan Dershowitz, and thank you. We, we, we got to you by hook or by crook. I got to you on my cell phone, and... Uh, Tied it directly into WABC, and thank you so much. You have a way of getting things done. That's why we love you. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. We love you. Thank you. Thank you, Professor Dershowitz. And, by the way, another big topic uh, that happened in the last 24 hours, uh, gut-wrenching testimony. Uh, it was in California, and these are the Gold Star families who lost their loved ones, 13 sem- service members, the men and women who died at Abbey Gate in Kabul in 2021. And the family members are like, where's the justice? Where's the accountability? They haven't even gotten a, an I'm sorry from the Biden administration. What do we know who made the order to give the Taliban security responsibilities at the airport? Yeah. Who made and, that decision? And who decided not to take the shot, too? Remember, they had the right. uh, the bomber and the crosshairs, and they're like, okay. So they're wanting answers now. And joining us to talk about all of this is Tony Schaefer, Lieutenant Colonel Tony Schaefer. He is head of the London Center for Policy Research, uh, former intel officer. Tony, can you hear us? Yeah, I can hear you fine, Rita. And by the way, I think you all know I had two tours in Afghanistan, one of them under a guy named Lloyd Austin. You may have heard of that name. Uh, so I find uh, Austin and his actions uh, particularly onerous by the fact that um, he he's walked the very ground these 13 service members died on and has been completely uh, uh, absent from any accountability since uh, I think he has gone beyond 
being uh, disloyal. I think this is almost treason, treasonous to the level of, of disrespect he's shown the family and the American people. Uh, Tony, this is Rudy Washington. Hey, Rick. hey Rudy. You, you know what else I find very sad? The only person that paid a price was Colonel Scheller. I believe that's his name. That's right. Yeah, that's he a great was, point. And, and that was, the, let tell everybody, Scheller was the guy. He was the most honorable officer in this whole ordeal. Explain, Scheller was the guy who he spoke out, out, he did the video, yeah, right, and then he yeah. gets he was, let go. He, all right. I actually testified at his uh, trial, believe it or not. I was his court martial. I was asked to testify based on both of the, what we're talking about, the issues and knowledge of Afghanistan, and the fact that he was a whistleblower. What he did was say, look, the chain of command failed. This is how they feel. These are the things that they need to fix. Well, anytime you want to say you want to fix something, apparently that's not something popular with the Pentagon. And I think that's one of the things that got him fired. And, and, and the, the question about who ordered this, this came from Jake Sullivan. Jake Sullivan uh, was the, the guy who was implementing this entire thing from the White House. The rules of engagement were so severe that the guy who had the ISIS bomber in his sights could not take the shot. And let me tell you, when I was there, when others were there, we had no such severe, severe restrictions on us. If you recognize there was a threat, your job was to take care of that threat. Our folks were so hamstrung. Colonel Schiller testified to this fact, and yet he became the issue. Everybody else continues to draw, uh, you know, six-figure paychecks, and they're, they're on their path to getting big jobs after they retire from the military. It's unconscionable. You know what made me sick? Tony is, I think about the moment I've known John Kirby. John Kirby used to be at the Pentagon for a long time when he actually sat at the White House podium and said not that long ago, uh, what chaos. It was a success. That's the way he described the withdrawal from Afghanistan. I realize he's being told that from the Biden administration, clearly. It was worse than a withdrawal from Saigon. It was shameful. It was one of the most shameful periods. Remember that picture of all those, not migrants, all those uh, The Afghans chasing chasing the plane. Chasing that big airplane. And look at all the equipment we left behind. Yeah, we left over a million dollars. We took the keys. We were smart enough to take the keys. We left the fourth largest standing army in the world on the ground there for them to take. We left the lithium mines that were very plentiful for the Chinese to take advantage of as long as everything else. This was a huge win for China, a huge loss for us. By the way, we were down 35 percent of our recruiting goals last year. Things like this, the Afghanistan debacle, the lack of accountability, that's one. And suicide rates are still way up. This is why we do not have a strong military. This is all a leadership issue. And. As the Japanese say, that the fish rots from the head. We have a very rotten head of the military. And, so. and by the way, you know, the fact that no one has even been demoted, no one's been moved, no one's oh. resigned, that to me is astounding. Well, These families, that's, that is unconscionable, well, Judge. Let me, let me give you, Tony, it's Richard Warner. Let me give you another one that troubles me. We've been talking about the crisis of the border, the open border, who's coming right. in, we don't know who they are. They now have recorded surveillance showing armed men in body armor coming over the southern border. And the reports are saying this is not the first time it's happened, but they've kept that a secret. What do you say about that, Tony? So we have, uh, by the way, Richard, you know that we the border is controlled. I know that uh, you all find this shocking, but it is. But it's controlled by the, the Mexican mafia. The right, mafia the cartels. Right. That's right, the cartels. And so, yes, they've cut a deal. This has not been widely reported. They've cut a deal with the Chinese. That's why the border is completely open, Richard, for fentanyl. That's why it's completely open for armed members uh, kitted up to come across because they've paid their fee to the to the to the uh, to the Mexican mafias to the to the car- the cartels. 
And so the mafia know they're going to benefit from this because the more the destabilized the United States becomes, the more they can do whatever they want recording the border. Right. It's a which it's is brew. Tony, this is Rudy Washington again. Hey, Rudy. And I got two questions for you. Sure. Uh, I don't buy the notion that they, they're bringing in votes, that the Democrats want to bring in votes. What do you think the real reason why we're going through destroying America? I mean, these people hate the Constitution. Uh, which was part of the discussion, really, just before you, uh, what they're doing to President Trump. Basically, they have torn up the Constitution, the First Amendment. And then the last question I want to ask you, Tony, do we know who the people were that was in Fresno, California, with the illegal lab, where the Chinese were running the lab, with all of the poisonous viruses you can think of, and yeah. over a 1,000 rats, who were those people? Were, were those illegals? By the, by the way, by the no, way, did you are, see this, Tony? I, John and I were just talking about this before the show. They got a grant during COVID yeah. to do some tests. Yeah. Can you believe right. this was a Chinese illegal lab? No, I, they got COVID say, money, federal COVID funds. Yeah, so, so really that's the point. Someone tipped them off. Someone said the feds are looking at you. You need to abandon the lab. So, yeah, I think it was Chinese. I think they were tipped off. We've been penetrated. We just had two naval... Uh, members uh, arrested last week for spying on behalf of China. And the larger question, why are they doing this? This is not, you know, m- my friend Richard and I talk, this is not about Democrats, Republicans anymore. This is about saving the very fabric of the public so we can go back to being Democrats and Republicans. I think this is about one world government. This is about the idea that we need to be simply one other member of a larger community. Obama said it. Biden said it. Uh, this is what this Green New Deal is all about, trying to convince people that somehow a, a global governance using uh, these, the, you know, saving the planet from global warming. I got a degree in environmental studies. Our planet's just fine. Just saying. I think it's all about trying to subordinate the United States and our and our value as the most uh, the strongest beacon of democracy uh, to, to subvert that. To the totally, this world is order. this is Obama's third term. Yes, 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 it is, sir. Absolutely. And, Tony, I know you don't buy into it, but I always say, when somebody said that to me, well, go get the Middle East on board first, get the Chinese on board, you know, get the Russians on board, get the North Koreans on board, then maybe I'll talk to you about a one-world government. I mean, it's it's a joke. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Yes. No, but you're right. I get the joke. It's a great joke. Yeah, I mean, uh, you, you know, somebody was giving an environmental thing the other day at a breakfast meeting uh, and uh, uh, Judge Weinberg were at, and I said, well, we got 300 million Americans you want to suffer. And yeah. how about the 3 billion between India and China that don't give a crap? Right. So but even if you gave everything up, you still have the same ask, problem. Yeah. Next time they say that, remind them that we have – over 3.5 trillion trees, which are vacuums for CO2. Uh, tr- basically, CO2, which they say is an enemy, is simply plant food. And the answer is, if you're really worried about CO2, you know, grow more plants. The planet has the, an, an inherent ability to manage its own CO2. We're talking about a fraction of a cent of a fraction of a percent that has no net impact. And all these numbers, by the way, they're cooking the books on numbers right now. The reason we have these all these global uh, record temperatures, they're measuring the temperature next to the ground, next to the asphalt. You walk out there on a New York street, it's always hotter on the ground than the air. Absolutely. We measure temperatures from the air. They're doing this purposely to create the... the Tony, the, Tony, the, the one perception. more thing. Uh, Ford, yes, Ford uh, last week, Ford is saying they, they've lost another $4.5 billion on electric vehicles. Exactly. And guess what? 
They're not going to make electric vehicles exclusively now. They're going to try to create a new vehicle as a hyper hybrid, uh, hybrid and yep. a, a part electric to keep uh, to keep the White House happy. I guess there, there is no capacity, even with those. Uh, basically, John, we're in our grid. We have a, an overstretched power grid now. You want to bring and put at least thirty percent of the current vehicle traffic on the grid. Uh, and it requires people to line up and, and charge. It's, it's not practical. General it's, Motors is work. still proceeding on electric vehicles. My opinion, short, 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 short stocks. <laughs> Thank you so much, and uh, we'll, yes, we'll, we'll catch up with you again real soon, Tony. Thank you, sir. Thank Tony you. Schaefer. Absolutely. And after the break, everybody, we're going to talk, as we're talking about world dominance, we're going to talk about that crazy Wagner group out of Russia. They took over five countries in Africa and nobody's talking about it. We We are. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory... Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. You're commuting home with Katz and Cosby. Now here's John Katz and and Rita Cosby on 77 WABC. Calling in now is Victoria Coates, a former Deputy National Security Advisor and, and knows about Africa. Uh, Victoria, I understand that five countries, as many as five countries in Africa, have been taken over by the Wagner Group, and now they're, 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 they're raising the Russian flag. Any of that true? Well, it's certainly a very dangerous situation, and it's good to be with you guys, and I really appreciate your continuing to cover this topic because it's so important. But we have countries like uh, Libya is probably the most strategically important, but also Chad and Mali and Sudan and now Niger, all of which have a significant Wagner or Wagner component. Uh, that what what to happened to the United States? Didn't, didn't we say you can't do that? We sent Secretary Blinken and we just sent Undersecretary Newland, and nobody cares. So we blinked. You're right. We blinked. We sent Secretary Blinken, and he blinked. I mean, so the Russians are controlling these uh, countries now? Well, they're certainly in a very powerful position. And what they've done, and you can see these, these propaganda videos all over social media, they're taking things like the State Department press conferences, and giving them Russian subtitles and then also broadcasting them out to the people of these countries saying, these guys are just trying to come take all your resources uh, and we're here to help you. So we're basically playing. I, I understand game. Niger is very rich in, in lithium that they need for batteries for electric cars. It's primarily their expert is uranium. They're uranium. the world's largest, uh, seventh largest producer of uranium and have been a major producer to the French civil nuclear program. That's the point, you Victoria. Know, it's all the nuclear yeah. stuff, which is a big deal. A hundred percent. And so the Russians would love to control that supply. You know, they have a lot of uranium of, of their own, Rita, and so they would like to kind of corner that market. And, you know, the French have other options, but this is going to be disruptive and difficult. 
in that, uh, Victoria, it's Richard Weinberg. In that regard, I see that President Biden has now declared that they won't be able to drill for uranium in the Grand Central, uh, Grand Canyon Park. Grand Central Station? In Grand Central <laughs> Station, too. But the Grand Canyon Park. And, and, and embrace the and. Uh, <laughs> You know, he's been doing this you know, with the, all the uh, restrictions he's put on our private section of the Arctic in northern Alaska, which I think is the most, you know, backwards sort of self-defeating action he's taken. The resources that are there are massive. It's massive territory. We can do it in a very environmentally uh, responsible way. And then we don't care. We can tell the Russians and the Germans to go and the Chinese, rather, not the Germans, the Chinese, rather, to go pound sand in the in the formal Arctic because we've got our own. But he's taken that off the table for our our private industry to to develop. What a mess! Well, Victoria, thank you so much for bringing uh, all America up to date. We have a very very large audience. Even the KGB listens to us occasionally. <laughs> uh, we love you, Victoria. We love thank you, you, and uh, we'll catch up with you again real soon. As soon as you know anything more, please text us and let us know. Will do. Take care, guys. Thank you. Rita? Yep. And joining us now is New York City Councilman Robert Holden, Democrat, uh, who was touring Rikers today. Uh, Councilman, uh, tell us about Rikers and also, uh, is it suitable for migrants? Because we're, they're clearly looking for places and John suggested it as a great instead spot. Instead of Randall, I, I was on Fox News before and I said instead of Randall's Island and, 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 and screwing our kids that want to use the soccer fields, send them to Rikers Island. Well, hey, John, you, there's a couple of empty buildings there. You're not far off, so it's, that should be an option. You're right. But I, we did tour today. We had uh, seven out of the eight uh, council members from the Common Sense Caucus uh, because uh, I'm co-chair with Joe Borelli. Joe Borelli was on vacation, but we visited the island. And um, Joe and I had visited back in September 2021 under the de Blasio administration. And it, at that time, it was really a true hellhole. There was three, you know, three inches of water on the floor, overcrowding, the doors. Actually, the locks on the jail cells did not work in most of the facility. It was miserable. And surprise, surprise, today the, the island is turning around under, you know, Commissioner Molina. Um, the Adams administration is actually doing a good job. They're on the right track. So any talk of receivership is w- premature. Uh the uh, 18 to 21 year old facility was actually turned around completely. There's a recreation area. So, Councilman uh, Hogan, what is the game being played with Rikers Island threatening to shut it down? Or, or, there's a game being played, and nobody really understands it. Have you figured it out yet? Politics, right? No, it's I'm going to. It's all politics. It's not nothing to do with reality. Um, there's a movement to close Rikers, as you all know, which is ridiculous because it's a, there's billions of dollars invested in that island. It's secure, and it's, there's plenty of room to put new buildings. So why build borough-based jails that would be inadequate? Now, the, the population, the it would only house about 3,000 people in new borough-based jails. Right now there's 6,500 uh, detainees on the island, close to that. So it, it's not even you know remotely adequate to build these borough-based jails. So keep Rikers open, rebuild it, reconstruct it into a modern 21st century 
jail. And that's what we should be doing. Yeah, I, I think, uh, Councilman, this is Craig Eaton. I think the initial problem why they were looking to close Rikers is they say that it was run down and it wasn't fair to have these people housed there because of the conditions. So, so everyone, what John, John actually said, you know, months and months ago about Rikers, put the migrants there. I mean, John was one of the first people that mentioned yeah. Rikers Island. Hey, we and, give them shelter and, and food. And, and the problem what else that they I want from us. But yeah, the, and your thought yeah. was take the doors off too. Yeah, yeah, so take I the doors mean, off. You're not putting them in a prison cell. But right. the problem no is, prisons. the problem take is the right off. now. Right now, the mayor's office is looking to put migrants in an assisted living facility in a great neighborhood in Staten Island into Prospect Park, Central Park, and Creedmoor in Queens. I mean, this is going to destroy these local communities. Rikers Island is a perfect place to put 30,000 migrants. Well, I wouldn't dispute that. It does need some renovation, but I I think that's a better idea than putting them in parks or putting them in schools. Or or or, Prospect Park or Central Park. (sighs) I I think that's a temporary uh, solution. But it's not a good solution. It's really, uh, you know, I would tell the mayor, and we did tell them, that's not a great idea. It's not even um, plausible at this point. Uh, And I I take a very different approach. I just say we we can't accept any more buses. And that's what you have to do. And that's really. Yeah, yeah, Councilman, uh, I just want to agree with you that um, uh, Commissioner Molina has done a good job. Uh, You know, because where did you go to? Davern Building? Uh, because yes, we went to three facilities. Yeah, yeah. They starved. They starved under De Blasio. They starved the island deliberately, trying to close it. And if one door is broken, the whole block is uh, broken. None of the doors can lock. Yeah. He got that fixed. You know, they wouldn't even give him capital dollars to make the improvement. So you know, he was setting up Eric Adams. I told Eric he was being set up. You know, and fortunately, you got a monitor there that's still playing the game, trying to recommend. Receivership. I don't I think. think that, yeah, I think there should be an investigation as to what, how they let that place go, uh, and and De Blasio should be brought up on charges for that. And then, and, they and then they wanted to spend. Then they wanted to spend ten billion dollars to build jails in, in, in the boroughs. Yeah, I mean, right. give me a break. I mean, that, who's that, doing again, this? Would be too small with the current population. And it destabilizes those neighborhoods. neighborhoods. Yeah, you think? Exactly. Oh, my, what a mess that is. Councilman Hogan, thank you so much for bringing us up to date. We'll talk to you again real soon. Thank you all. Rita, Thanks who so do we have? And coming up after the break, we are going to have Congressman Daryl Issa, who had that amazing hearing yesterday on Afghanistan. And we also have Rudy Giuliani, a lot more ahead on Cats and Cosby. Everybody stay with us. It's a common sense recap of the big stories. It's Cats and Cosby on 77 WABC. And we are back here on Cats and Cosby. We were talking about that unbelievably emotional forum yesterday uh, with the family members tied to Afghanistan, those who lost loved ones when that terrible withdrawal happened by the Biden administration. And joining us now is the congressman who had that forum. Uh, it was so powerful. Congressman Daryl Issa, Republican of California. Um, congressman, it, it was so gripping. Uh, I know you've held a lot of different forums, but you had it there because a lot of them were based in Camp Pendleton, which is right near, obviously, that's your area. But to hear those family members who said that the administration never gave them even a straight answer on how their kids died at the gate, uh, never heard an apology, never saw any accountability. What did you take away from it? And just how powerful was that for you? And what's your message to the American public? 
Well, the first thing is is that these uh, the sacrifice that these men and women made should not be forgotten. And that's part of what we heard and learned is that this administration wants to turn the page and forget about it. Literally not answer questions, not get them their personal belongings, not do the common decent things that should be done. And uh, that's not going to be tolerated by Congress and uh, the American people. I mean, yesterday went viral. I suspect Congressman, I think we're losing you. Uh, get into a better area if you could there, Congressman. I think we're losing you. Call us back, Congressman, if you could. It sounds like a bad cell phone. If you could give us a call back. Uh, we were talking, obviously, with the Congressman. He was the one who led this forum. Bravo to him for at least doing it. You well, know? he's right. They want to push it under the carpet and have everybody forget what happened. It's crazy. By the way, we have Rudy Giuliani on as we're trying to get the congressman. Um, Rudy, uh, great to have you here. We were talking with the congressman first. I don't know. Did you I see this hearing yesterday? Wow. Oh, sure. That testimony, I mean, you're not human if you don't cry. I mean, it, uh, John, I, you know, you know Joe Biden and I know Joe Biden. And I have to say, I never saw this in him. I saw him as not too smart, somebody who could be pushed around, didn't believe in anything much. But I never thought of him as cruel and uh, crooked. What he did to that woman is cruel. I mean, it reminds me, it reminds me of what he did to his granddaughter in disowning her for four years. Maybe it's the people around him, Rudy. I don't know. What do you think? I uh, no, I, I, you know, I go back, I go back to him as a young father and his son having an addiction problem. A a good man, even a crook who's a good man, would not put his son in that business. He put him in a nice soft business, and he'd go find somebody in Washington to be the bag man. You know, mafia guys used to do that. There's something really seriously wrong with this man. But to tell that woman that his son died in the line of duty like her son, I mean, a person like that is very sensitive anyway. It has to destroy her. It does. Hey, Rudy, do us a favor. Stay with us if you could, because we have Congressman Daryl Issa, who's back here. Uh, Congressman, um, you were just saying because it was so unbelievable. Rudy was just agreeing with you, too. It, I, I've never seen, actually, it was so heartbreaking to see these family members saying, please, my son, I, I hope my son, I hope my daughter didn't die in vain. Well, that's exactly right. And, uh, you know, the loss of a loved one, which happens every day, uh, for military training and military combat deployments is hard enough. But when you're lied to, when personal belongings are kept, uh, when the president says he's proud of a withdrawal that was chaotic uh, and unnecessarily led to this, uh, that hurts. And it hurts in a way that you can see these grieving parents. And the American people responded. They, uh, they, they, uh, we're, we're seeing a response that I've never seen in any hearing ever. And it wasn't the congressman's words. It was their words. You know, I also hope this, the lesson is this doesn't happen again. I mean, we were just talking about a billion dollars worth of equipment left behind, uh, family members, 
Um, you know, uh, all of these issues, the 80 billion of equipment, uh, now they're the world's strongest army. Um, all these issues with the family members, everything. Um, how do we make sure this doesn't happen again? And the fact that no one's been held accountable, no one's even been moved off or reprimanded. That's shocking, Congressman. Well, I'm not sure you could make sure it never happens again, but you can certainly make sure there's a price to pay for when it did happen. Uh, the president owes these people an apology, uh, not the least of which is for comparing his son's death, tragic death from cancer to their uh, their death. He was at their at Bo's side when he died. Uh, in, these, in the case of these people, they didn't even get an honest answer. Staff Sergeant Hoover uh, bled out after tying a tourniquet around his leg and handing out ammo and continuing to fight with his troops. And yet was told they told, said, no, he uh, he died on impact. How could you tell a lie like that to a family? And then when they discover it, say nothing. Yeah, that is amazing. Um, and, and the inconsistencies. I mean, the one thing, too, John, the generals who testified ultimately later said, oh, and we also advise them to keep Bagram. Uh, we advise them to keep at least 2,500 troops there. And yet we have heard from the administration, oh, everything was fine. It wasn't chaotic. Um, and yet the president even hasn't really had to answer for it either. That's astounding, Congressman. Well, look, the commander in chief uh, made a decision, a decision to exit on September 11th uh, and turn this country over. Uh, he made a decision to close Bagram uh, and to keep an embassy. And when the, the State Department personnel and I've seen that cable, but the American people haven't seen it yet. When the State Department people predicted with incredible accuracy exactly what was going to happen, it was ignored. And that's one of the things that the families asked for yesterday. They want that cable to be made public. They want to see it because if it says what I'm telling you it says, they it should the be American made public. The American people, the American people deserve to know the truth and stay on top of it, Congressman. We'll, we'll back you up 110%. Well, thank you. Well, the American people are backing us up, and uh, we are going to stay on top of it. But uh, the families will continue to speak, and we'll make sure they ha- their voices are heard. Bravo. Bravo for uh, being their uh, big backstone and their big supporter. Congressman, thank you. We really appreciate you being with us. Thank you. Semper Fi is the motto of the Marines. Should not should never be forgotten. One thousand percent. We will make sure. Thank you very much, Congressman. And now let's go back to Rudy. Mayor um, Giuliani. Yeah, Rudy uh, Giuliani, your thoughts about all this. You know, I wanted to ask Daryl. I've always wondered why we haven't made a lot more of him giving up Bagram, which I consider an act of treason. Bagram was 400 miles from China. It had just been refurbished. It was one of our best and most modern bases. We not only gave it up with $85 billion worth of equipment, which is insane, insane, truly insane, but we gave up maybe one of our greatest tactical advantages against China. To have an air base 400 miles from China in an era of air war, you know, missiles and planes, is in, it, it, it's treasonous. You know, Rudy, um, Rudy, it, I, it, it, it comes very, very close to treasonous. I would say I would say almost a, maybe a quarter of an inch. Yeah, you're right. I, I, I meant I meant treason, not the technical word, but the way people would discuss betraying your country. And Rudy, you know, I, I want to bring up the ka-ching, ka-ching. 
because it came out in court the other day in the Hunter plea deal that that Hunter got paid X amount from China. (laughs) She gets to the money, John. Leave it to Rita. She gets to it right away. (laughs) Mr. Mayor, it's it's Richard Weinberg. You think there's a coincidence between all that money being allegedly made by the Biden family with China and some of his uh, political and governmental decisions? Let me just answer with a question. Do you think I would have been such a successful prosecutor if I believed in coincidences like that? <laughs> you know, you know. but the funny thing, Rudy, this is Craig Eaton. The funny thing is, after this happened, the White House said, but we didn't leave the keys. We took the keys. Wasn't that brilliant of them? <laughs> Wasn't Chris, that a brilliant Chris, statement they, they took a, the keys? They had a locksmith in all of Afghanistan. There was no you locksmith. You can't make That's this why. up. You can't make this it's up. But it's, 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 it's a disgrace. It's a disgrace. I just talked, by the way, with that migrant center in uh, – in Staten Island, yep. I just talked to Vito Fasella. I said to him, well, get the troops out on, 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 uh, Saturday and object to what they're doing. Uh, moving out the elderly, uh, people from the, uh, you know, for the elderly center and putting oh in migrants. Yeah. And he's doing a rally, by the way. Uh, he's going to be doing a rally oh, tied wow. to it. So yeah. So. Thank goodness he is hosting a rally there, John, on Saturday. Hooray for Vito Fasella. Bravo, Vito Fasella, uh, speaking out. It's, a, it's an assisted living facility that they're turning into a New York City migrant shelter. I would think maybe the folks in the assisted living facility might be a little upset. What about those elderly people? They're going to be exposed to migrants. I mean, we don't know anything no, about a, these they're people. They're only American citizens. Yeah, and they don't have any <laughs> rights. <laughs> no rights. American <laughs> citizens have no rights anymore. What a disgrace. What an absolute disgrace. They really should be referred to as the Mexican cartel migrants. Mayor, that's who selected them. Mayor, this is Rudy Washington. Good evening. Good evening, Rudy. How are you? I'm blessed. I know you are. You're a great man. You you know, it is insane. You know, I want to hear why are people not speaking out more, Rudy, about the Mexican cartel migrants, as you call them? I don't know. They, They act like these people are, you know, saints that came from heaven. Uh, no American checked them when they came in, like we used to do, like every other president before this one. They were only checked, if at all, by the cartels that operate like a toll booth at the border. And and they are very careful about it because this is how they make their money. So they get something out of every group. Maybe they'll get some children for human trafficking. So is this now known as the Cartel Immigration uh, Service? We don't have an immigration service. No, Cartel Immigration Service. All right. The show is over. CIS. Rudy, what do we all stand for? Truth, Truth, justice, justice, and the American way. way. God bless America.